Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. This is the Chasing the Tide Saltwater segment on the Paladin Fin Network. I'm your host, Dustin Nichols. Come along for the saltwater shenanigans. Man, that that intro music had me get my that, that Jersey Shore pump going on, man. Oh, yeah. Hey, what is up, everybody, tonight, this evening, whatever you want to call it here? Uh, live stream, Chasing the Tide. I'm your host from that, Dustin Nichols. My boy DP's over here. He's going to be running the background tonight. We've got a good good little stream going on. we got Mr. Chad Hoover himself. Yep. He's going to come on and talk about Kayak Saltwater Series. And for those of you that didn't know, basically that's just the, what the KBF had, the Redfish Challenges uh, we had the, the last two years. And uh, we're just going to start fresh. we got Mr. Chad Hoover himself to come on. Hey, Daniel, thanks for coming on tonight, too, and running the background. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. And uh, we're going to get going. Let's get the ball rolling. All right. I'm going to get out of here. And I'm, I'm, yeah. if anybody has any questions, please like and share the feed. Uh, if yeah. you have any questions, please ask. And I'm going to be in the background, but I'll put up your questions. And without further ado, here's Mr. Chad Hoover himself. There you go. What's up, y'all? <laughs> yeah. What's going on, brother? What is up, man? Glad for you to uh, take, take your uh, time out your busy schedule and join us tonight. We appreciate that for sure. I'm going for that Obi Wan Kenobi look. I don't know if I'm pulling it off or not, though. I think so. You got it, man. You <laughs> that lightsaber. Get your lightsaber. Get your lightsaber. <laughs> so, uh, man, I just you know, with all this going on, we uh, we had the uh, some discussions there in uh, Gulf Shores at the uh, final event of the year, the the national championship, the championship of the KBF Redfish Series. So um, the decision was made to kind of branch off and making its own thing. Can you? 
tell everybody about what we got going on with this new new thing going on the kayak saltwater series well so you know honestly i started my kayak fishing uh career in saltwater um it probably wasn't until seven or eight years maybe nine years into kayak fishing uh maybe even a little longer than that that i actually really started focusing on promoting the um freshwater side of it to to be honest with you it's kind of weird how things flipped in the beginning I used to promote saltwater kayak fishing, but I would keep the freshwater to myself and not tell anybody about it. And I was catching really big bass and having a good time and had the water to myself, you know, in a lot of places. And then um, saltwater kind of got to where it was really big and freshwater felt like it was this little, you know, redheaded stepchild of, of, um, can we still say that? Yeah, I guess we can. Anyway, yeah. so Afterthought. Uh, 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 kayak fishing. <laughs> So I decided I wanted to focus my efforts, you know, on trying to grow uh, kayak bass fishing. And um, as ironically enough, uh, I was on a, a big forum that was almost exclusively saltwater. And I, I said to a buddy uh, one, you know, one day we were all sitting around. I said, man, somebody should start a kayak bass fishing page where you don't got to sort through 5,000 saltwater posts to find anything <laughs> freshwater. And uh, he's like, maybe you should do it. And I was like, I'm not doing that. And then, um, you know, to make a long story short, we bought the URL. Uh, then I started working on writing the book for kayak bass fishing because I really wanted to light a fire behind the freshwater side because I was trying to explain to the the paddle sports entities how big uh, kayak fishing uh, could be. Uh, but especially, you know, we needed that traction in middle America. We needed, you know, the coast to coast, border to border um, uptake. And so I focused really hard on, on starting to promote the freshwater stuff. But literally, um, you know, I fished most of the early Jamaica Bay tournaments. I fished um, and won one of them. Um, fished in the top five, I think, almost every time. Uh, helped start Tidewater Kayak Anglers um, Association. Uh, was the president of that for about uh, two or three years. I can't remember exactly. Um, but helped build the Tidewater Kayak Anglers Association annual charity tournament. Um, heavily involved in a lot of the stuff in various places around the country that were all saltwater and uh, was really good friends with Joe and um, um, John, Joey and John from kayakfishingstuff.com when they started that Jamaica Bay tournament. And then again, just kind of stayed involved in all of that, um, but wanted to start focusing on um, freshwater fishing because I, I was stationed in Virginia and we had a lot of saltwater. We were catching big striper and, and speckled trout at this place called the hot ditch and cobia <laughs> and all this stuff with kayak Kevin and, and uh, Corey Ruth and, you know, some of the, the guys were the kind of the early Kevin Whitley, uh, 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 Rick Burnley, who's now the editor uh, kayak, of, angler. Uh, kayak angler magazine and things like that. And we really, you know, blew up that East coast scene. The West coast was going strong. The Gulf coast was going strong and saltwater, in my opinion, was kind of taking care of itself. The IFA had a series going and I had every bit of um, belief that that thing was going to do, you know, big things because why not? That's what they said it was going to do. The IFA was big. They had the sponsorship backing and they were just so far ahead of everything that I had ever done other than charity tournaments and, and the extreme edge kite fishing series back in the day uh, where I had some involvement with that. But I just didn't really think, it made sense when kayak fishing tournaments were so small to start trying to fragment that participation and fragment that, that following. 
So now that we've gotten to the point with kayak bass fishing with KBF where we're really mature, uh, not only have we done really well, but there's been, you know, other series that have started up and done really well. That means I don't have to carry the entire torch, you know, yeah. uh, like I did a lot in the early days. And I'm not taking anything away from everybody that, that helped. But when I say I, I mean me, the team, KBF and the people involved in that really had to carry that torch early on. But now there's so many clubs and organizations and and uh, and small trails, big trails, regional trails that 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 thing is almost kind of taking care of itself. And I'm not going to neglect KBF. It is still going to be, you know, my my first love. Um, I grew up freshwater fishing as a kid. Uh, we'd go to the coast about once every two or three years. When I got stationed in Corpus Christi, I fell in love with um, sight casting to. To redfish, I had caught them on cut bait and I had caught them on, you know, popping corks. And that just wasn't that fun to me. But when I started sight casting to them with paddle tail plastics and a fly rod and and uh, gold spoons and watching them eat it at the boat and going for a sleigh ride, I was just hooked. And so I got obsessed with big trout fishing, big bull red fishing, tarpon fishing, chasing, you know, multiple species, going down to Florida and spinning a week, you know, circumnavigating the entire coast catching everything that we possibly could going to all the warm water discharges up and down the coast, trying to chase big fish, you know, all that stuff. And then around 2008, I started just catching some giant fish uh, in the Virginia beach, Virginia, um, uh, Norfolk area, started driving over and scouting out some lakes in Farmville. Uh, actually I found one on accident when I got lost going to Appomattox or going back from Appomattox river company started fishing in this lake, uh, did really well. And this guy at the boat ramp was like, man, if you like this lake, you ought to go try this other one over there. And I did. And the first time I fished that lake, I caught a 10 pound bass. And the first four trips that I took to that lake, I caught a 10 pound bass. So I'm not kidding you. I used to get off. It was a two and a half, three hour drive from Norfolk, but I used to get off work, drive over there, fish it, spend the night, get up, fish the next morning, and then drive back to work because I was working, um, uh, you know, chasing the flight schedule as an air crewman in the Navy. And so every chance I got, I would drive over there. So while people from the inland side were driving to the coast, I had almost gotten kind of bored with catching schoolie striper. And at the time of the year uh, that I was chasing these big bass, you know, the, the, the big black drum hadn't moved in yet. The red drum hadn't moved in really strong yet. So I, I used to use that to kind of fill the gaps. And then I just got obsessed with chasing big bass because I had caught a few big bass in my life, but I'd never caught them like I started catching them um, from the kayak. And then I had caught several down in Corpus Christi by driving down to um, Falcon Lake. And I just mm. thought that's not me or is that the kayak? That's just Falcon Lake. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. Falcon Lake is Falcon Lake. Yes, uh, when I started catching these big fish in places in Virginia where people didn't think there was even bass that big, I knew I was onto something. So I started writing the book. The book led to the TV show and the YouTube channel. And then people started crying out, oh, you got to do a tournament. You got to do a tournament. So I did the challenges first, uh, the online stuff. And so for the people that saw what we did with the KBF Redfish series um, and for people that maybe have never heard of it, I want to explain kind of what we started doing. When I started KBF, it was just online tournaments. And for about four years, that's all we did, or three years, is we just did online tournaments. We had a bunch of really good sponsorship support. Uh, we had a lot of prizes. We kept the entry fees relatively low and we were getting pretty good numbers. And then people just started saying, man, we got to have a live tournament. We got to have a live tournament. 
So we had one. Then they were like, oh, we got to have another one. So we had another one. And I'm not kidding you. My interest early on was to do one big kayak fishing tournament a year for bass. And that turned into the, the national championship. And then the, if you're going to have a national championship, you have to have qualifiers. So then we started doing the trail. And then yeah. when I was doing the trail, what really frustrated me about the trail was that about halfway through the season, if somebody had kind of really run away with angler of the year, it was hard for people to get motivated to keep fishing. So I said to myself, what if like there was an invitational style tournament where it mattered that the angler of the year standings mattered further than just angler of the year. And so I sit around and played with it and I came up with this idea for the 10 uh, and that would be the top 10 anglers competing, you know, against each other. Well, what do you have to do to get anglers to participate in something? You have to put a carrot on the stick. So uh, I went out and found the sponsorship to cover the first ever, the 10 payout. And it was only $10,000 and it was winner take all. And then uh, that was cool. We did that the first year, the second year. Uh, well, in the first year that we had the 10, we had some, uh, and, and these are all lessons that we've learned along the way with KBF. We had changed the rules in one place, but didn't change it in another place. And to make a long story short, based on one way the rules were written, one guy was the champion. And based on the other way that the, the rules were written, the other guy was the champion. And so we basically just got the two guys together, two of the coolest dudes on the planet, uh, Corey Dreyer and Ron Champion, two of the most professional guys out there. And they agreed to move forward as co-champions. That way it protected the sanctity of this series or this, this concept. Um, and, you know, if those guys hadn't have done that, to be honest with you, it could have turned into uh, a, a crap storm and it could have been like the end of the 10. Um, but we've refined it over the last four years. We're going into our fifth year of the 10. Uh, and I think guys like it. I think uh, folks look forward to making it into the 10. I think it's a badge of honor, even if you don't win it. Um, the last three years in a row, the angle of the year has one angle of the year and gone on uh, to win the 10. So uh, Russ Snyder for the first time won back-to-back angle of the year. So now he's got a lot of pressure on him going into Kissimmee uh, to fish for the 10. But we're not here to talk about kayak bass fishing. Mm-hmm. What we're here to talk about is kayak saltwater series. And so the way that this was born, and you were there, you were at the table. Yes, sir. I sit down and I well, say, yeah. guys, but, what but, do but we before, have to do? Before we do it, if anybody has any questions, Please like and share the feed and ask any questions. And let's also bring on Drew from the Paddler's Play. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I just jumped off. We'll bring on let Jeff get on his field. <laughs> so so he, he can jump in on this too, and I'll jump back out. Here we go. Oh, what's yeah. up, guys? How are you? Hey, Good. what's up, man? What's up, brother? Before, it's the, before, it's the, it's the, it's the tag ahead. team of the Texas saltwater podcast right here on chad before you get too far i already texted you but i want everybody to know chad owes me about 160 bucks because he showed me his setup for our interview that we did with him and i had to go buy the basic girl light kit from (laughs) so i have i have some nice lighting now i have a new camera i went and got me a, a mocha choco latte before we started this, I have the basic girl Instagram set up now. Thanks to Chad. <laughs> and he got the, the vlogger listen, starter kit. From I do. Life. I have the vlog starter kit set up. You already had the um, the, uh, the the makeup boutique uh, backdrop bedspread oh, yeah. and room and, and studio. So for you, sure, you had to finish sure it all off. 
for sure i did um, so what's up man thanks for thanks for having me on guys I, i'm glad to oh yeah man yeah, i just felt it was uh it's a good gesture to have you on you know we try to do things and, and you know we're all for growing the same sport we're all we all love and, and want to support so i figured it's good to have you on man have you on here too since uh y'all just had an interview with him so everybody else my listeners that are out there their episode will be out coming up so uh, we appreciate you jumping on because uh, we can, you know, everybody yeah, listen to everything. <laughs> For you guys that don't know what what uh, Dustin's talking about, I did a podcast interview with Drew about six weeks ago, and they still haven't got that video edited or that audio edited yet. So it was a week ago. It, it should come up. Ago. It should be coming out sometime soon. And, and just let let's let's agree to this. Can we please keep the the pork question? Can we keep? Oh man. An exclusive, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We won't, we won't bring that up. All we'll right, keep all it, right. We'll, we'll keep the pork on the download. Okay, yeah. keep the pork on it's the download. That was, that was, that was the only question I wanted to ask Chad that whole interview. Yeah, so, so you guys, for you guys that are watching and you don't know, Drew asked me a chitlin question, so you're gonna have to go watch the other podcast. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There's your cue. Monday, it'll be available. There's your teaser. There's your teaser for the feed. I gotta say, I've been on couple hundred podcasts or or whatever over the years and i think my answer to your question was like top two podcast answers oh, in the history of podcast answers so definitely definitely guys, i mean you guys definitely if you haven't heard it yet you got to go over there and listen to that so uh tell the folks where they can find that out yeah uh, uh, in case they they don't the know Tyler's playbook it is on we're on spotify itunes iHeartRadio, google podcasts um, everywhere that you can find a podcast and it will be available on Monday. So that episode will drop every Monday. We drop an episode every two weeks. Um, we're trying to branch out more and more from just the Texas Gulf Coast, Louisiana, Florida. Um, 2021, we're going to branch off everywhere. So we'll, we'll hopefully get some more guys from the East Coast, Tennessee, talk to some some guys that catch some bass. Um, I like to joke about I target bass as much as I target the salad bar, which isn't very. <laughs> um, so you're, you're need, more of the carnivorous type. Yes, yes. I need I need help when it comes to talking about bass. So uh, we're we're looking for more bass guests, and that's why go. we were excited about we KS. Plenty of them too. Yep. Yep. Word. Well, here we go. Well, let's uh get back onto that uh track there chad and and you're about to come in with everybody talking about what the kayak saltwater series is yeah so you know, we, we sat we down there, uh, we sat down in gulf shores when we had the championship uh literally had arguably the like knights of the round table of saltwater fishing at that table pretty so much it was really good uh <laughs> some really some really uh big time hammers that were there and so um you know i, I basically just put the question to the guys that were there you know what do we got to do to make this series get better uptake? What do we got to do to get better participation? You know, what are we doing wrong? And, you know, across the board, a hundred percent, the answer was it's KBF redfish. Now I get it. And Dustin, if you'll remember my answer, I said, well, yep. listen, how many of you guys here hunt? And pretty much everybody there raised their hand. And I said, so do you guys go buy hunting stuff at Bass Pro Shop? Everybody was kind of like, oh, because they kind of knew where I was going with this. <laughs> yeah, It's called Bass Pro Shop, but you can go buy hunting stuff there. Well, I thought, and my philosophy was to keep things simple, let's call it the KBF Redfish Series, because KBF is a brand. It's known. 
It's got a, we've got a huge following, and let's use that to to kick it off. But I didn't really get any um, that didn't resonate with the folks who were sitting at that table. They were like, "Nah, dude, I'm picking up what you're putting down, but then I'm putting it right back down because it needs to be its own thing. It needs to be saltwater. Uh, saltwater is is secular. Saltwater is different. Saltwater is saltwater. Saltwater. I mean, that's why salt life guys like a gajillionaire, right? It's because it's a different yeah. culture. And I get it. You know, I spent over half of my adult life coastal. You know, I was in the Navy for 20 years and five days. So I get it. So literally got a bunch of feedback and said, okay, if we do it, we're going to have to go back just like we did with KBF. We're going to start with challenges. We're going to work our way up to a couple of live events, but I'll do this. I think that the best event in KBF is the national championship championships combined. And then the, my favorite event is the 10. Yes. The 10 is like, you know, the, 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 the championships, the national championship trail series championship and challenge series championship combined is like a huge community event. That's an event for the community. There are people who come to that event. that don't even care about winning. The 10 is different. Those guys are stressed out for three weeks before the event. Uh, they're probably stressed out now. Uh, we interview them live one at a time over a 10 or 11 day week window. We build them up going into the event. We even have an event leading into the 10 called the 10 invitational where somebody else can win their way in. So most of the guys in the 10 feel compelled to fish the 10, uh, the 10 invitational to run defense, to keep one more person from making it into the 10. So I love everything about it. Right. I love, I kind of think of it as like the ultimate fighter, of kayak fishing. You know what I mean? We put them in a house. Uh, the house is pretty much a mansion. Uh, we treat them like royalty or as best we can kayak fishing royalty. And uh, all they have to worry about is fishing. We take care yeah, of the it's... food. We take care of the lodging. We take care of their expenses. And so I said to you guys at that table, we're going to do the same thing. So I don't know where I'm going to find the money, but I'll commit before we ever have the first paid KSS member. Uh, and before we ever have the first sponsor, We'll do the 10. So we are, we officially have the KSS, the 10. Uh, we're building it out right now. We're shopping it to, to tourism um, hosts. Uh, Gulf Shores, Alabama is going to get first right of refusal because they stepped up and helped us even after they got devastated by a hurricane. And so if there's one thing you'll learn about me in this game is I'm loyal and I'm going to do everything I can to help those that have helped us get there. Um and so we're going to go to Gulf Shores and we're going to give them an opportunity to do what we did with KBF, which is to do the national championship back to back to back in the first for the first three years in the same location. That way people can count on it, can depend on it. You know, it's not moving around and making it that complicated. And it's easy for us uh, to run. And we get one partner that can that can come in and feel like they're going to get a lot of return on investment. Once we get it built up and it's mature and we have a fifty dollars to $100,000 payout like we've done with KBF, then we can start moving it around, shopping it to other cities and things along those lines. So really, we're, we're, we're going to take the same formula. The only thing that we're doing different with KSS over KBF is we're not going to do three years without any live events. So next year, we're going to do a very at a very minimum one live event per coast. Yep. So we have an Atlantic division and we have a Gulf division. We're going to do the national championship in um, Gulf Shores, Alabama next year, which is kind of an unofficial announcement because we're still negotiating, but we're going to do it. We're going to do the 10 either there or somewhere close uh, for the first year. And then after that, what we're going to do is we're going to have the 10 on one coast 
and the national championship on the opposite coast and then we'll flip-flop every year. That way the 10 guys get home field in one big event and then the, you know, the, the national championship guys get home field uh, in another event. And I'm not just going to stick it in two or three places on the coast. I'm going to try to move, you know, through most of the states, try to move through most of the locations up, down, middle. Um, and then ideally what I think was, is the long-term goal. Well, no, let me rephrase that. Um, my long-term goal <laughs> is to have six live events, which is three per coast, a regional final in, on each coast and a national championship. So basically eight total uh, live events and then the national championship, which would be in the ninth. And then the, 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 the KSS, the 10 uh, being the 10th. My goal with the KBF, the 10 is to ultimately get that payout to something not just respectable, but to be, you know, mind blowing. Right. Right now we pay out 10,000 for first, 5,000 for second, 4,000, 3,000, 2,000. And we do 1,000 all the way down from fifth to, to 10th place. But I want to move that up to that 30, 40, $50,000 payout range for the first place and then taper it down through the field. So oh, just yeah. think things will get real serious if that happens yeah. right there. So I'm going to tell just you right now, when, when, you, when, you, when you brought up the 10, you know, um, at that table, everybody just lit up because for those of the people that don't know what that is, you know, being familiar with KBF and, and fishing the bass terms itself, I, I know what the 10 was. So when that came up, it was just like, boom, like fireworks and stuff. <laughs> so here's what I think. Of, here's what I think about the 10. When it comes to guys competing for angle of the year, they compete at different locations around the country for aggregate points that then gets combined. And then they, the only time they fish on the same water, at the same time in the same location is during the national championship or trail series championship. And that's a part of their formula. But what I really wanted to do with the 10 is to have that best of the best tournament where you take the top 10 guys and the angle of the year standings. And, and let's be real. If you're in the top 10, probably even top 15, 20, any given day, any one of those guys or gals can win that event yes. or win an event. What I want to see and what I what I wanted to create with the 10 is an event where it is the only time that those anglers are on the same water at the same time under the same conditions without having to worry about travel, without having to worry about sleep deprivation or where they're going to stay. One sleeping in a tent, one sleeping in a hotel. Comfort isn't going to be an issue. Whether you were fed is not going to be an issue. Yep. Stressing out over having enough money to make the event is not going to be an issue. And then let's find out who the baddest summit on the planet is for that week. And so far, for the last three years, it has been the angle of the year every single time. And to be realistic, if we went back and looked at how the angle of the year standings are done now, and if we recalculated them back then, Corey Dreyer and Ron Champion, who were the first co-champions, would have been right up there with it. And so realistically, almost every time the top angler in the country has come out pretty close to the top or right there. Uh, but it also gets rid of that question about, well, did he just get to travel more? Did she just get to travel more? Did, was it Were they lucky in a couple of events? Because this is, like I said, it's that one time you put them on the same lake, in the same conditions, at the same time, and find out. Who's the best of the best, you know? And to be honest with you, man, as a guy who loves to compete myself but don't have as much opportunities as I want, 
Uh, and then when I go out and kind of half-ass it when I do an event, and I'm really kind of doing it more to get the KBF name out there or just to throw my name in the hat, I love being a part of that event because it's like going to a concert where you can feel the energy even though you're not the one on stage because I'm sitting there watching these guys fish and following them with a camera. And, I mean, you can feel the intensity. You know, you can feel the pressure. You can go in that house the evening before the first day of fishing and you could cut the knife. You could cut the tension with the knife. You could go in there the second night after they fish one day and they got one day to go and you can't cut the tension with the knife. You'll need a damn chainsaw. You know what I'm saying? So to me, that event is just, I want to bring people more of the backstory behind it. I want to show the preparation. I want to show the interpersonal, you know, dynamic inside the, inside the house and that kind of stuff too, to show what this sport's all about. You got guys that are trying to kill each other but still sharing information. You don't find oh, yeah. that in any other sport. Oh, yeah. Definitely. They're talking about where they're fishing. They're talking about what lures they caught them on. It's such a it's such a cross-section of what makes us different as a community that it's not even funny. And, and you know, I watched that uh, down in Gulf Shores when I asked you guys the first night what you wanted to do. And then that home that night I went back to the hotel and I bought the website. I got the social handles. I created the logo. You know, we got everything done that night. And I came back and showed it to you guys the next day. But part of it was we had the champ, the uh, open on Friday. Yes. And there was guys telling each other where they fished. And the championship oh, yeah. was the next day. And yeah. I was like, you know what? This is what <laughs> kayak fishing is all about. This is what I love about this sport. And, um, you know, saltwater fishing is, again, it's where I cut my teeth. There's nothing like a tarpon breaking the surface and clacking its its gill plate there's nothing like a big snook you know straightening a hook out or running you up in the mangroves and breaking you off it's nothing like a big trout sucking a corky and you don't even feel the bite but you just know that it's got it because you don't feel the bottom anymore <laughs> there's just something about all that you know what i'm saying there, oh, there's yeah. something about watching a redfish blow up on a topwater seven times and getting it on the eighth time you know what I'm saying? There's something about throwing a, a spinnerbait, a redfish magic or something like that, and watching a redfish come up behind it and look like a damn submarine surface and yeah. the water's beating <laughs> off its head. And there's just something about a, a, a shark coming out of nowhere and blowing up a topwater. You know what I mean? There's just something about all that that is awesome. It's exciting. But I'll tell you why I started where I started is – most of the population doesn't live on the coast. The coast is a little bit more expensive. The coast is a little bit more um, uh, dangerous in certain cases, right? You got to know the tide. You can get into big water and big trouble real quick. So I wanted to grow kayak fishing, and I knew that Middle America was the place to do it, right? There's guys that watch Jim Salmon's show, and nothing against Jim. I love Jim to death. But Jim's show is a couple of kayaks in Panama, mother shipped out and then you're trolling for marlin and so a kid from alabama watches that show and goes man it sure would be nice to do that well then they see my fat ass on a tv show and they go man i can't do that you know what i'm saying so the reason that i went the route that i went was one i knew that i would burn out if i did everything that i really loved all the time in front of a camera so the part of fishing that i love is this, this still being able to do it without necessarily having to commercialize it. And so that's been saltwater fishing. You know, I go down and and uh, and go to Delacro or go to Hopedale or go to Leesville or go to, you know, Grand Isle or go to, you know, 
Mobile Bay or go to um, Gulf Shores or go to, uh, you know, Cape Sandblast or go to all those places and have a blast, but not have to worry about, you know, filming it. And now I think it's time that pendulum has swung past the center. And now it's time for me to pull the veil back on like who I really am. Like I love multi-species fishing. I love chasing everything that swims. I don't like being pigeonholed. I love fly fishing. Fly fishing has been my fishing. I like throwing a fly at a tail and red, like probably nothing else other than shooting a big buck with a bow in my life. There's just something about it. But I also like throwing a fly in front of a big speck laid up on a, a, a shallow oyster bed with the tide just barely moving across her face. And that's nobody else would even see that fish and putting a fly right in front of her face and watching her eat it. I mean, oh, dude, I just love that stuff. And now I'm actually finally in a position to where I live central in the country to where I can go in every direction. It's almost equidistant. I can be in the Gulf of Mexico or Canada in almost the same amount of time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and so to me, you know, but with my relationship with Fish USA, I've also been exposed to some stuff like, you know, and, and going up and filming in La Crosse, Wisconsin. I've been exposed to some things that, you know, a, a poor kid from, you know, poor white trash kid from Louisiana who then moved to Georgia and then joined the Navy and went to Texas and Florida and Virginia. And you know what I mean? I just wouldn't have gotten to do if it wasn't for, you know, chasing that dream of, 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 of figuring out ways to fish more places. You know, yeah. people always ask me like, why did you want to do a TV show? And I'll be honest with you access to places I would have never been able to afford to fish on my own or gotten invited to fish if it wasn't for that. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so now I've got the ability to do that again in saltwater. I love the, the Northeast. I love the Midwest. I love going out West. I, I want to be able to get, to a position financially where I'm not so upside down trying to keep KVF alive that I can go out West more because yep. there's just some stuff out there. There's some saltwater stuff out there. I want to get into calico bass, spotted yeah. bay bass, yep. yeah, <laughs> halibut, all that stuff, you know, um, yellowtail. I mean, so I'm finally getting to a point now where I feel like I can do a little bit more of what I want to do. And what I want to do is do more saltwater. Now yep. that KBF is, is pretty well established. Hobie has come in and took a big chunk of the of the pressure off of me to have to service the entire country. Bass is doing the same thing. Um, you know, I'll say it right here on this podcast, and I've said it in passing, uh, but I'll be – I'm super impressed with what AJ has done with the Hobie yeah. Bass Open. And, you know, there was friction in the beginning between the trails and the clubs and all that because the the competitors wanted there to be friction, right? And then that spilled over to the leadership. But, you know, I got to give you got to give credit where credit's due. What AJ has done with the Hobie Bass Open Series is fantastic. I would gladly concede that that can be the pro tour and KBF will be the feeder league, the, the, the grassroots and all that other stuff, because it's in good hands. They're doing a damn good job of it. Uh, And then I'm hoping that Bass, you know, steps up over the next four or five years and does even more because when Bass promotes kayak fishing, yeah. And, the, and the tides raise, we all win as kayak anglers because yeah, we do. It, it opens up more um, uh, legitimacy to the professional side of it. Um, but the one thing that I'm going to do different with KSS than I did with KBF is I, I got super focused on um, the tournament stuff. And the tournament stuff is great, but we have to build a community first 
to support the tournament series and then and then build the tournament series as part of a great community. So I really want to focus on and I talked to you about this, Dustin, offline. Yes, that I want the Kayak Saltwater Series website and kayaksaltwaterfishing.com to be the ultimate resource for kayak fishermen, right? When Whether it's, you know, how to rig a boat, how to, you know, read tides, how to read maps, like where to catch fish, when to catch fish, how to catch fish, you know, the what, when, where, why, who, how. And if we can do that and we can attract anglers to the community and get, uh, you know, counted all under one umbrella, uh, that's what's hard about going after saltwater sponsorships for kayak fishing right now is on the main side of the industry, they don't feel like saltwater kayak fishing has grown. It felt like it plateaued. Well, the problem is, you know, Bayou Coast is over here growing by itself. And uh, Low Country Kayak Anglers is over here growing by itself. And Tidewater Kayak Anglers is over here growing by itself. And, you know, New England Kayak Fishing is over here growing by itself. And they're all growing. But there isn't a way to say this is the quantification of what saltwater kayak fishing is. Uh, and that's what we hope to bring to the table. We have to bring a head count. Uh, a, a posture, a community feel, uh, analytics and traffic that we can show to sponsors and go, hey, <laughs> yeah, this is a huge community that is being completely underserviced. Uh, and then my goal is to bring that uh, unity together so I can give back to the saltwater side of the community and do the same thing on the on the KBF side. So that's the goal. That's awesome. All right. So you say, uh, Chad, Chad, uh, Everett Park's got a question. Um, I'm sure we'll see that here in a second. But well, you know, we got a, a basic on what it is. Uh, you know, it's going to kick off uh, Tuesday, the 1st of December. is going to be the start of the first monthly challenge series. Um, you want to tell everybody what that is? It might not be familiar with that. Yeah, so it's a month-long uh, online challenge, five fish. It's a slot. But we also convinced Livingston Lures to step up and help us grow yes. uh, the saltwater side right out of the gate. So there's a $1,000 first-place tournament going on there as well. That's Livingston Lures shootout. If you're using Livingston Lures and you do a little 20 to 30 second video, there's a bonus. So guys go over to Fishing Chaos and check that out. But it's basically two two tournaments at one time. And uh and uh we're we're literally already got we already have more participation in that tournament than we had in any of the KBF Redfish series events. So I asked, you answered, we put the system together and you guys have responded. So that's all we can ask for and we can keep growing this thing. So uh, Everett's Parks question was, can we soak some croaker <laughs> in competition, though? No croaker soaker. <laughs> no croaker soaking. So um, we are going to do some um, we are going to do some community building type events. Anything that's angle of the year based is going to be artificial lures only. But I got to be honest with you, man. There is a place to do some big fish, you yep. know, throw a hunk of cut bait, throw a half a crab out there and let's just create a spectacle of some monster bulls. Let's do some, some shark stuff. Let's do some other stuff. Right. Yep. But those will be one-offs, right? Those will be one of a kind, big fish blowouts, big fish bonanzas, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, no holds barred. is kind of the, uh, the, uh, the angle that I want to take after is, you know, anything goes kind of a tournament, uh, just to see, what people can yeah. catch, you know, what and that, that's kind of how the, it came up in the discussion at, at Gulf Shores was that it's not going to be the kayak redfish series, it's the no. kayak saltwater, saltwater series. So, series. we do have room to grow into other species of maybe speckled trout here, uh, sheephead event, or 
or offshore event for kingfish, striper, striper tom, you name it. Yep. Bluefish, yeah. weakfish, yep. you know, yes, all of that stuff. Slams. I think slams are fun. Slams I don't think fun. slams are the way to go for an entire series, but I do think it's fun to have a slam, right? Yes. I think it's fun to have a slam as a side pot to some of your major tournaments. You know what I'm That's saying? the cool thing about Fishing Chaos, that that is a possibility to have the slam part of that monthly challenge too. Yep. Yeah, it's just a separate leaderboard, a separate yep. buy-in, or maybe not even a separate buy-in. We just run a separate leaderboard, and uh, if you catch those fish, you have an opportunity to win something for it. Yeah, yeah and we, we talked a little bit about it in um, the interview with us. We were talking about fishing bait, and – you know, we had that question about soaking croaker. Some of the sponsors, they may not be seeing some of this growth because whenever a lot of saltwater anglers first start, what do they do? They go buy them some shrimp. They go buy some mullet. They go, they go buy something and they start on the, uh, they start fishing on bottom or, or throwing a cork and then they work their way into artificials and then they work their way into tournaments and something easy, like a live weigh in can be intimidating for someone who's only been kayak fishing for six months, yes. you know, but the online tournaments and the community that you, you're trying to build there, that's a lot less intimidating for someone who's just now starting, just getting into the fishing. So I yep. think doing some of those one-off challenges are going to be, that's going to be awesome. Yep. And then I had a question real quick. I want to like triple back. Is there an, a layman's because we didn't talk about this at all but is there a layman's explanation for how the points work for qualifying for the national championship or qualifying for your state tournament like in layman's terms how, how does that all work all right so here's the real simple simple breaking down barney style written in crayon for you former marines out there or active duty marines okay. or if you have pretty, one of these lights and you're basic pretty, yes pretty straightforward <laughs> The Angler of the Year is your best three challenges, and those are worth 600 points with a six-point decrement. The championship is worth 900 points with a nine-point decrement, so they're points and a half. So basically, you have three live events, and you have one championship that's worth uh, – it's weighted. It's points and a half, and then your one trail is also points and a half. That's pretty straightforward. So it's three yeah. plus your one live event plus your championship. That's your Angler of the Year standings. The top ten from that move on to – um, the 10. Now, for the national championship, here's where things get interesting, and here's where we really need to work together as a community. We can't run every possible national championship qualifying event to get it to where we got it with KBF. We didn't do that with KBF either. We had help from clubs and partner organizations and things like that. So what we need to do is we need to offer the qualifications, and I'm offering now, any established saltwater club out there that wants to offer qualification slots for their uh their club and their events that they run then just reach out to us shoot us an email kss admin uh at gmail.com and we'll send you a link to get set up we're we're basically saying we'll put up the big carrot on the stick your event can be a qualifier for it and then that's how we're going to get that national championship to that bigger event where we're having three four uh, 500 people or more. And let's face it, Jamaica Bay used to push 350, 400 people every year. Um, the Jacksonville Classic was yep. huge. Uh, it was always 400 to 550 people in, until it started kind of tapering off when there was a lot of infighting and bickering amongst the people that were running <laughs> it or the transition or, or whatever happened. Uh, Ride the Bull 
which is a little bit of a different creature, but that thing always brings a big crowd. Yep. And big so crowd there. the numbers are there and the anglers are there. We just have to figure out how to create that, that motivation. So if we can get <laughs> the clubs to start creating qualifications and we start seeing the numbers start to build, we then do the onlines and we start to see them build. Then we, we increase the number of live events and we start to see the qualifications build. It could very easily be two, 300 people in a national championship this year. It could very easily be four, five, 600 people the following year. Um, or if it's not manageable to have that many people, which we'll have to just kind of keep our finger on, we do two regionals on one on each coast and cut that number down and then bring a smaller group together uh, for the national championship. So the beautiful thing about it is there's way less states and way less distribution right now, at least for the Redfish series to qualify. Yes. And I imagine that we're gonna create a similar format for Striper from Virginia up to Maine. I imagine we're gonna create a similar format in California for you know the yes. species that we wanna target out there. And I imagine at some point we'll have three separate series That's awesome. for saltwater. And then we'll have a bunch of uh, mini series, like a selfish mini series, a kingfish mini series, you know, mm -hmm. those kind of things. Yep. But the, the species that I can see having the most traction uh, would be redfish with your trout and your flounder as either a slam or as mm -hmm. side pots. Yes. Uh, striper in the Northeast with your weak fish and your fluke being your, your uh, slam and your side pots. Mm -hmm. And then your calico bass and your spotted bay bass being your, your West coast, you know, opportunity for something yeah. uh, to expand KSS in that direction. So I drive, I drive out there to, to fish some of them tournaments, <laughs> you know, dude, I, I'm going to tell you, those things hit like a freight train. I got invited yeah. to go with a guy named CJ yep. Siebler. Uh, back when I was on the Wilderness Systems team and he was or I was running the Wilderness Systems team and he was on the Wilderness Systems team. And I went out there to visit the shop and he's like, hey, man, we got to go fish for, you know, calico bass and spotted bay bass. And he shows me this like six inch hunk of plastic from a company called Hammer uh, Swim Baits. And I'm like, I thought these baits bass were like, you know, 14 inches. He said, "Nah, man, just let's just go. We go. and <laughs> Basically, it's like bass fishing. Yes. Throwing out swim baits up under docks and, you know, along grass lines and channel swings and things like yep. that. But those little things that so there's like the difference between largemouth bass and smallmouth bass, the way smallmouth bass fight is like taking that again and moving to spotted bay bass and these calico bass. They fight like a gremlin, like what I would imagine trying to put a gremlin in a sack would be like, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Um and they're just feisty, they're strong, they're yep. aggressive, and they're fun. And so I can imagine that series, maybe not this year, maybe not in the maybe not in the immediate future, uh, but I can just tell you, if the Northeast guys respond to KSS the way the Northeast guys responded to KBF, yep. I can't imagine us going more than a year that we don't have a striper series yeah, striper, works, yeah, yeah. and that those guys are, are yeah. trying to show up what's happening in Red Bull, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. Do you think the 10 will always be redfish though? Or do no. you think there's a chance that you're going to move that around? I think that there, there will always be a redfish, the 10. And then, but, but if I'm going to do a series, I'm going to take the same formula. So there'll be a striper. Okay. The 10. There'll be a, you know, so I, I just don't think it makes sense to qualify fishing for one fish to go fish a championship for another one. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, so, I want I want off here and there. That would be interesting, though. Yeah, take, take so, a bunch of people that qualified for redfish and, and well, make I'll them go catch trout. You, I'll tell you the thing that I think has some really cool merit. Uh, 
So let's say we have a KSS the 10, right? That's the Redfish 10. Then we have the Striper the 10. And then we have the KBF Bass Fishing the 10. How awesome would it be to take those 30 anglers and then do a draw for which species are going to fish for it? Have like a have a catch crappy. Have an invitational where they all go fish for pike or muskie or walleye yep. or something that ain't anything that any of them fish for right you know what i mean uh that'd be, that'd awesome. be pretty cool invite that'd like the 30 cool. guys from the three different tens to go to like the salmonorama you know on the on the great lakes and see you know i, I just think it'd be something really cool to do a one-off event like that the best of the best yes. best of Definitely. the best kind of a thing you know well we just had a guy uh colin mccain uh popped up a question here on the submissions it's uh you know, for people that aren't familiar with the monthly challenges, he says, does the person who submits the fish earlier in the month take precedence over someone who submits later in the month, even if they're limited out on sizes? So some of the people he had a question about the scoring on the, the fish. Yeah. So this is probably leading towards the question of like, man, somebody's just going to limit out in the first 30 minutes. <laughs> no. Everybody complains about it. When it becomes a problem, we'll deal with it, but it hasn't become a problem yet. So here's how it works. And this is all hidden really hard to find in the rules so it's <laughs> it's size then big fish then second biggest fish then third biggest fish then fourth biggest fish then fifth biggest fish so it's first it's the fish size if all your total is the same then it goes to first big fish then second big fish the odds of you getting down to the fifth big fish are pretty 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 impossible but because we have a slot and people can get right up against the slot it's more probable in redfish than it is in our other series. So yes, there's a chance. And then it comes down to time of submission, but it's time of submission for the last fish, not time of submission for the first fish. Yes. So if somebody actually caught five fish that were between 26 and three quarters and 27, because again, it can't go over 27. You actually can't really score 27 inches. You can yes. score 26 and three quarters. The yep. odds of scoring 27 exactly are like, it just hasn't happened. You know what I'm saying? So if you can get five perfect fish, then yes. But the odds of multiple people getting five perfect fish is really slim to none. When we first created this series, we heard so much belly aching about this is the way it's going to be. Some guy down in Louisiana is going to go catch five, blah, blah, blah. And then you know what? It happened three times, four times, something like that. And yeah, two years. Yeah. Those so Louisiana years. guys are keeping 12 inch redfish anyway. Those are the <laughs> little babies that they're throwing out. I, I, I saw an eight inch trout and they were like, this is going to make a sandwich. Man, they ain't making a fish stick, man. man you got a fish stick. Trout so again, to, know, to answer Colin's question, time does come into play, yes. but it's a fifth discriminator, sixth discriminator after all five fish. If there's a total cumulative tie and then each big fish is exactly the same, then you have one more um, uh, fish. But I've got three or four different ideas for how to fix that problem should it become a problem. Again, it's not a problem right now, but should it become a problem, I'm going to do something some either like a six fish kicker, a trout kicker. You know, something <laughs> extra, you know what I mean? A bull yep. bonus or something like that. So, again, one of the things that we've learned with KBF is try not to fix problems before they exist because yes. we did that the hard way. We did too many fixing problems because somebody thought it might happen. We'll evolve. But for right now, 
Here's the other thing that I got to tell guys. Okay. This is the one that I heard a lot of people complaining about. Well, what if that person wins? You know what they win? The same thing you win. Because if they beat you by time, then they beat you by time. But if there's a 20 way tie for first place, the number one thing that I think we're going to do down the road that can easily solve the problem is the time submission will be the one that the money goes to, but we could very easily fix the formula to say everybody in first place gets first place points for angle of the year. Cause there is technically a multi-way tie for first place. That's not what we're doing initially, but I'm just saying there's a lot of options for solutions. Should that become an issue? How about this? I dare y'all to make it a problem that I have to fix. But right now, I'd love I'd love that to be a problem. I'd love the first challenge on the day one. There's 13 limits of all 26 and three quarter inch fish. And then they're like, now what's up, dude? And then now I go, what's okay, up? Okay, cool. You know? <laughs> Our but, weather's going to be crap, so it's going <laughs> to. But until that yes, happens. Yes, it is. Until that happens, let's not get water buckets because yeah. there's not Jay a fire. Boy. You know what I mean? And then plus, uh, and then the regions that they're they're going to be split in, in Key West, the Gulf, and the Atlantic region. Yeah, same deal. Yeah, I know. Atlantic, I know. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Atlantic region and Gulf re- division division, not region. And then we're going to also award uh, points uh, and Angle of the Year for each state. There is no way to really break up decent regions. Uh, Mississippi's always going to feel like they can't compete east or west. You know what I mean? Parts of Alabama aren't going to think they can compete, but parts of it can. It's just, you know, West Coast of Florida thinks they can't compete with the East Coast. The East Coast yeah. thinks they can't compete with the West Coast. So we're going to do two divisions, and we're going to have state, um, but we'll have Florida Atlantic and Florida Gulf. So Florida will technically be two states, e- yeah. even though it's one state. And that's for uh, uh, Ang- Angler of the Year recognition for, for, year. for each state also. And then I know I had, a, I had a question off one of the posts about the um, if you're fishing different states, do you have to enter for both states, pay, yes. pay an entry for both states? Yes. There you go. Yep. Cool deal. Yep. I don't know. I know you're excited. I'm excited too. <laughs> yeah. So, so look, man, I, I just think that if we do this right, this could be um, – th- this thing could be bigger than a 12-year-old in preschool. You know what oh. I'm saying? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, I haven't got this excited about something just because, you know, I've kind of been in the groove and I've been uh, – what we do with KBF is a bunch of work, uh, and it's the same work over and over again, and, and it, it, it still is exciting. But I'm getting excited about this like I'm like 12 years old about to go play my first, you know, next step up in Little League uh, prep league baseball. Right. Um, the fence is further. The pitchers throw harder. The you know what I mean? There's less errors. The coaches are harder on you. Like I'm really excited about this part of of the evolution of, you know, me professionally being able to start to create more saltwater content. Uh, being able to go out and, and and reach out to host destinations to do saltwater events. And when I say events, I'm not just talking about tournaments either. Yeah. I want to bring back the concept, and I had already committed to doing that for KBF this year, but the saltwater is ripe for it. Bring back events similar to what the boondoggle, yeah. you know, used to be. Uh, and and don't commercialize it. Make, in it. make it just be a community event. Right. Some seminars, some giveaways, some, you know, give some sponsors some love, but mostly to get gear and stuff to give away to 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 anglers, but not to create some, you know, over organized festival. 
um, you know, pack out a campground, pack out a field somewhere, you know what I'm saying? And just go fishing and, uh, and meet people that, you know, their face from podcasts and YouTube yep. videos and Facebook and Instagram, but you actually, you know, you actually go there. Um, yeah. That's the uh, whole thing great, about great. the tournaments and, and the events like that. It's just the camaraderie. Just like you said, we, we were, we're fishing for a championship event. We're talking about where we caught the fish and, and what baits we were using, what baits they weren't committing to, and this and that. But that's how it is on the bass side, too. A lot of these grassroots events are, are the same way. Uh, you have some new anglers coming in, and, 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 you know, they're asking for tips and tactics, and you help them out. It's, it's just a good to help people out. It's just everybody, you know, it's just a just a fun environment, you know. It's just the, yep. the, whole, the whole thing about it is just awesome. <laughs> There's not enough of that either. You know, um, Facebook – yeah, newbie newbies ask questions on Facebook and they get 23 smart aleck comments and then one or two <laughs> yeah. people want to help them. Yeah. So having that community is is a big deal. Uh having people who will actually help and more people are more likely to help face to face. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's real easy to be an asshole behind a keyboard. It's mm -hmm. a lot harder in person, you know. Well, All when you got to carry on a conversation of being a smart ass, when well, you can just leave the, one smart ass comment. And, <laughs> and a lot of the it. keyboard commandos don't go to live events because they're back on their keyboard yep. trolling mm -hmm. some other page because they can't get a rise. So they're on their other group. You know, they're on their macrame, you know, pot hangers group, creating hate and discontent instead right. of the kite fishing one. But yep. I also right. think that one thing we could do to really make those events successful is to do seminars, you know, to do those kayak fishing 101s and those how to rig an anchor trolley how to set up an anchor how to mm -hmm. you know how to assemble a black pack how to make a, a milk crate instead of a black pack you know what i mean yep. like how to do all of those things that we're all you know do it yourself kind of the golden age of kayak fishing in my opinion yeah is back when you had to make everything and everybody is like oh i love that mm -hmm. idea and you used to go to we used to go to these get-togethers like the boondoggle and everybody would drag their kayaks out and set them up so people could see what their setup was like. It was almost like a, almost mm -hmm. like a, uh, antique, like a, like car, a car, show, car show, but you know? yep. with the kayaks. Yeah. 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 I, uh, I started during that golden age. I had an ocean kayak scrambler and there was no yak attack. There was no yak gear. There was no nothing. A milk crate wouldn't even fit in the back of that thing. Like <laughs> You, you, you that, didn't glue buy that PVC together. Glue the PVC exactly. together. Yeah. It was like sitting on a grease log. Yeah, it really was. It really All right. Was. Uh, Colin McCain chimed in, want to know about the specific bump boards that we have to use for this event. So, if you want to answer that form, Chad. So, right now, the good. rules are posted on the Facebook page. Uh, we're still using KBF rules until we get them uh, uh, transitioned over. The website should go live, uh, should be. We should have it uploaded Sunday, and I'm shooting for Wednesday or Thursday of next week to have it live. So you guys are just going to have to bear with me. But the acceptable measuring boards are the acceptable measuring boards on the KBF rules. So type in kayakbassfishing.com and click on acceptable measuring devices. Yes. We hid the answer to that question under the hypertext link, acceptable measuring devices. <laughs> and just like we talked about on Drew's podcast, um, we even put it in – angler it there is a text version of what's acceptable and a picture there's so, pictures pictures yes. of the actual boards just so if you case. only read you can't crayon, read you can still yeah. figure it out yes um, yes so yes. anyway 
Yeah, this will be a good deal. Get these to get these monthlies kicked off. Uh, start seeing the points start accumulating. Everybody start start battling it out. What's up, Carol Wells? We've had quite a bit of, bit of people on here saying hello and stuff. Miss Gene Wilson was on earlier. Um, you know, Greg Riddle was on. Uh, he won the championship this year. He asked if he got a uh, a free buy into next year's championship since he yes. won this year. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, he does. Oh no, so Greg, I'll take that one step further. <laughs> I actually said at the event, so maybe you guys missed it. Um, everybody that competed in this year's national championship is automatically qualified for next year. So the oh, way we do it, right. the way we did it with KBF this year is because COVID was such a craziness. We actually qualified the entire 100. The people that made the top 100 on the cut qualify for next year. And so for this year, everybody that competed in the uh, KBF Redfish National Championship is already pre-qualified for next year's uh, national championship. Greg said, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a beautiful area over there. I was very stoked to go over there and fish that, uh, uh, all the, the estuaries and rivers and marsh over there in Gulf Shores. I'll be looking forward to going back again. Yeah, Definitely. you were in a good spot, man. When I asked you where you went and you told me my. <laughs> kind of like, oh. yeah. Your fishing radar just started beeping. Was yeah, them fish, just, they just didn't commit, man. I was just on them bulls. That's all it was. I was hoping yeah. that nobody really found the river that, uh, that Dustin was in and was hoping everybody would stay more like coastal beachy looking. But yeah, that. That area that Dustin was in can be magic. It it can be it can it can be loaded with trout. It can be loaded. You could have a, a school of Jack Cravel come through there and break a topwater in half. You can have freaking, yep. you can have baby tarpon in there rolling. Yep. You, I mean, it's just flounder bass. I call it flounder every, bass, every ladyfish, uh, redfish. Yeah, and if you go and, further yeah. up the creek and yep. there's like a little berm that separates a lake, you can drag across that berm into a lake and catch. So All right, let bass. me get. Yeah. I need to take some notes. Berm <laughs> Creek River. All right, let me, let me write that down. <laughs> right on. Oh, man. Yeah, I know everybody's excited to get this kicked off. Um, so, as far as it goes, uh, membership wise, um, we're looking pretty good already. To be honest with you, man, I've been blown away with the membership response out of the gate. Uh, a lot of people are doing the free membership, which is cool because they're wanting to kind of see what things are all about. And um, the uh, the uh, the way that that works is, though, you get to see what the community is all about before you decide that you want to commit to becoming a paid member. But what that also does is that gives us a number to count. We get to say to the CCA, this is how many members we have. We get to say to state organizations, this is how many members we have. When I go lobby for access to a state, I can say, hey, you have we have 3000 members just in your state, you know? And so to me, this is the, why we didn't think of the free membership before just to get that uh, membership umbrella going uh, is another one of those like light bulbs that took too long to get bright for me. Um, but well, part of it was we couldn't afford it. We couldn't afford to do a, a free decal even for everybody with the postage and the handling. And now we're, you know, we're just saying, we might not be able to afford it, but we can't afford not to. And for every free member, there's a potential for those guys to upgrade or those gals to upgrade. Um, and then what was also awesome was that I went out and asked the community, uh, most of you guys, Dustin, and, and, the, and the, the leaders that I could find, what their thoughts was on right out of the gate, adding a conservation component to 
what we do with KSS yes. and just added $5 to the price of the membership that goes directly to the state chapter of the CCA from the state you buy your license in. And there wasn't one um, no, there was an o- a resounding, you know, over the top response. And so what I envision for that is that at the national championship, we create the checks that show how much we're donating to the CCA for each chapter and then present that check to the angler of the year and let that angler of the year present that check to their state chapter when they go back home. You know what I'm saying? And then they get to, they get to take them the check and they get to take them the big check that they can hang up in their office or they can do a photo op with and things along those lines. And I'm going to be honest with you, man. I'm a, I'm still a CCA member in a couple of States just because I bought it and did the auto renew. And it just makes sense because those guys do great things. It doesn't make sense for us to try to do, uh, our own version of that. And since this, since, since coastal areas, uh, you do damage to a lake, you can usually fix it in a couple years. If you, you know, if it's not too bad and there's a lot more watchdog organizations, there's just so many things that can go wrong and go wrong for a long time in a coastal area that if the CCA hadn't done some of the things that they've done to catch things before they got too bad, then, um, they would just be, um, all of, I mean, the CCA has literally preserved so many fisheries and so many waterfowl um, uh, habitats and things along those lines. And they've worked hard for access. I don't know if it's officially, you know, kind of like advertised or what, but when I was in Corpus Christi, the CCA worked with uh, the Nature Conservancy to establish a paddling launch. And that was a joint cooperative between the Nature Conservancy and the CCA. Uh And if it wouldn't have been for that, that paddle launch wouldn't have been there. And so for me, um, the CCA hasn't had to have their arm twisted to take uh, the lead on promoting and protecting uh, paddles, anglers rights. They've helped establish um, paddling trails uh, all over the country. And so they're already doing what they need to do. So if we can throw them a little support and if we can make them aware of who we are, that'll go a long ways to even make them fight harder for our rights, you know, so. I, I appreciate the fact that everybody jumped all over that and was all about it. Oh yeah. We're I'm down with that. I'm I fish the star fish in the star tournament every year. I'm sure some of the other states, Florida, uh-huh. um, Louisiana, I'm not sure if Mississippi, Alabama, they have a star version, but yeah. I caught a um, I caught big, a big, big, big I caught a fish in a star tournament in a Ranzas Prass, no um Brown and Root Flat. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yep. I loaded up, put it in a live well, drove to Roy's Bait and Tackle, and the guy that won the Blue Wave and the tr- F-150 in the Blue Wave boat uh, beat me there by 37 minutes. Oh, oh okay. wow. So, so they released like five of them that had a tag for like the boat and yes. the truck, you know, the whole package. Uh-huh. Yep. And I caught that thing, and I mean, I was like, oh, my God. And I probably drove – I drove so fast that my kayak probably had the front of my truck come up <laughs> off the ground and uh, started to get that lift. And literally, I just knew it. Like that's my luck. So, so they end up they yeah. give you like um, I think it was like fifteen hundred bucks or something if you if you caught it, but then you didn't win. You weren't the first one. So I yeah. got like a five hundred dollar gift certificate to Roy's Bait and Tackle and like a thousand dollars or something like that, and pretty much spent all fifteen hundred at Roy's Bait and Tackle before I walked out. So Yes, it's it's grown a whole mm-hmm. lot. I mean I think they give away five trucks and boats now. Yep. And then 
and they then buy uh, more boats. Five more boats only. Yeah, it's like freaking crazy. I used to go into <laughs> Roy's Bait and Tackle when it was like a metal shack. And I was like, kike, man, you got to get kikes in here. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rocky, uh, who runs yeah, it, like, yeah, 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 yep. yeah, 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 yeah. And then after I left and the kayak shop down the street went out of business, uh, I saw him at ICAST and then I saw him at Outdoor Retailer. He's like, hey, man, we're bringing in kikes. And then it was probably three years before I could make it back down there. And oh, my gosh, it was unreal yep. how big of a footprint he has and how awesome that store is. So, yeah, their demos they do are some of the biggest in the in the region here. Uh, them and FTU when they do their underwater demos in the fall and the spring, uh, they're usually pretty ginormous. Uh, Daryl also just chimed in with a question, real quick. Uh, one of the viewers here: Will KSS work with the IFA kayak fishing tour to eliminate possible conflicts? I guess he's meaning for the live events and stuff like that. Yeah, that was, that was a yeah. hard sigh. That was yeah. a hard sigh. <laughs> All right, so you, you guys know me, right? You know, sometimes I do the – I never do sugarcoating, okay? So I'm not going to sugar – I'm not going to start now. Um, I've gnashed my teeth at the way that the IFA has done the kayak fishing thing since it started. I didn't want to compete with them, but at the same time, it just it just literally made my scalp tighten up in the back because I don't like doing kayak fishing where we're treated like the – second class citizen mm -hmm. sideshow um, i walked away child. i walked away from the flw relationship which there's very few there's a lot of people that can talk all the smack they want to but very few people would have just said see you to flw and major league fishing but i did because i didn't want us to be that and to me we couldn't have possibly not been a sideshow or a third show when i felt like major league fishing was even going to make flw a sideshow, right? So to me, yeah. I knew that that wasn't going to work. And so what I've always, hate's a, a bad word, but what I've always disliked about the way the IFA uh, does their events, and after I fished one of them, I didn't want really anything to do with it. First of all, I think being able to drive three hours, two and a half hours to go fishing does isn't really a tournament. That's like a roadrunner, like, exp uh, it's, you know. Yeah. And then fishing the after the bass or after the redfish boats have kind of beat the water up where you then have to drive that far to be able to find fish that weren't you know already picked over uh they've was been burning shorelines for three weeks <laughs> and then the other side of it is this um man i'm gonna get in trouble for this the ifa <laughs> has never listened to what we've had to say as kayak anglers from the beginning they don't it's never really truly been treated like anything real. And so I don't know why they would start now. And early on when the IFA started, because I was running the extreme edge tournaments and I had run the TK tournament, I tried to reach out to them and say, Hey guys, I got some suggestions. And they literally were like, who are you dude? You know? And again, I get it. Who was I? Like what, what, why was I telling you how to do your thing? But they didn't really listen to any kayak anglers, to be honest with you. Uh, I don't like things that are done to us. I like things that are done by us. Um, so I don't know that I can see myself reaching out to the IFA because A, I don't think they'll respond. And B, I don't think they'll listen. And C, I don't know that they would even work towards um, 
trying to do a deconfliction yeah. because they're going to only tell me what their boat dates are and then tell me to work around it. They're not going to say, okay, let's work together with Hobie. We worked together this year. We worked, we tried to, to last year, but there's some miscommunication and that created some of the friction uh, with Steve Owens from Bass. We worked together on deconflicting our schedules. He's like, okay, I'll move this one here. You move that one there. And we worked it. The IFA would be really more like, here's what our schedule is. If you want to deconflict, then you have to avoid these dates. And then because I've got, you know, other, I've got three businesses to run, KSS, KBF, and then my media company, which is, which is what funds all of this through my, my TV shows. So I would hate to, to make that gesture and then say that I'm going to. And then the only weekends that I have available that, that works with our schedule is a weekend that they have something planned. And then I've tied my hands behind my back. Yeah. So I'll try. How's that? <laughs> I'll try. I'll make a concerted effort to try. Daryl, I just, part of the thing that I don't want to do is put my name out there to say that I'm going to work with the IFA and then they don't work with us. And then it makes me look bad for having not been able to, you know, to come to any kind of agreement only because they were inflexible and weren't willing to do anything. So it's, it's hard for me to commit to what someone else will do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Understood. I don't like how they handle yeah, the championship. Um, yeah. I, I don't understand. Yeah. yeah. How do you, how do you just cancel it and yeah. just say, uh, sorry, we don't, we don't, we're not making any effort to, Reschedule we had, or do we held our else. national championship in a town that had got hit by a hurricane. A month we prior, yeah. way in thirty yards from a from a tower that was laying on its side from the hurricane. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we had it with 15 people in the national championship because we committed to having it. We didn't say, "Oh, sorry, we're going to cancel it due to unforeseen circumstances." We we don't have any plans to reschedule it. What about those folks that fished their ass off for AOI? What about the money that was held back? What about the sponsorship dollars that were there that didn't get, I mean, how does all that work? You know what I mean? Like yeah. how, I don't know. So to yeah. me, it was kind of flippant the way that they just canceled it. And again, I'm not talking smack about another tour. Somebody asked me the question. Yep. I'm giving you an answer. Um, I don't really think the IFA kayak fishing tour is a kayak fishing tour. I think Hobie is, I think Bass is, I think KBF is, and I, I will promise you KSS will be. I think, I think the IKA, the IFA kayak fishing thing is just a, a category. It's not real. And I don't feel like I want us to be redheaded, you know, the redheaded stepchildren and the second class citizens of the series. Right. Definitely. But I also, I don't want to take anything away from people that have won IFA National Championships and Anglers of the Year and all that. When you win against the best competition that's out there because that's the only thing that's yeah. available, then that's what's available. Yeah. So you are the champion. <clears throat> what I'm saying is I want something better for all of us. Yeah. And now that well, your knuckleheads yeah. have drugged me in the ring, <laughs> if we're going to do it, we're going to well, do it. Well, here's a shout-out to all you knuckleheads here in Texas that run these trails too. Y'all need to get – Contact with Chad, and y'all need to be a feeder to the national championship. Also, Saltwater Angler Redfish Series, Lone Star Kayak Series. Uh, we got some local clubs. Uh, 
that, that have saltwater events, San Antonio Kayak Fishing, Kayak Fishing Texas, Upper Coast Kayak Anglers, Salt Club, all that. Y'all need to get involved in this too, and let's start this grassroots movement and push this forward and get a have a big ass national championship. Let's run it on par to show these bass guys what the saltwater guys got. You know, <laughs> I'm I'm sure Chad's heard from a few of those people already. I'm sure he's he's heard from a few of them. Just just a few. Just a few. Well, and I mean, then we got to get one guy. I've had one guy declare that if I can get bass fishing to a hundred thousand dollar payout, like we did with the national championship, that if I can't get saltwater to 250,000, then I failed. <laughs> like, no pressure. Thanks. No, press, no, no pressure. pressure there. No pressure there. No pressure there. All right. Shoot, man. Whew. But it's possible because, you know, there is some bigger money on the saltwater side for a lot of yep. the the destinations and a lot of the sponsors and a lot of the, yeah, I mean, there's some big money. Most of the big money tournaments in saltwater, though, they're kind of like sellfish and billfish and that stuff where you, the entry yeah. fees, like more than all of us make in two years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're the on half a million dollar boats. Yeah, they're on them uh, Bertrams and Hatteras sport fishers. Yeah. And uh, yeah. they burn they burn more fuel than what I make in a year. And yeah, <laughs> exactly. So again, I'm not, I'm not committing to that. If we can get to 50, 75, hundred thousand dollars, I'm on oh, yeah. super stoked. happy. Super, super uh, the one thing I'm not going to do that I did with KBF and, and I'm not going to say it was a mistake because I do think that that hundred thousand dollar payout from Texas, his own uh, Dwayne Taff really was a big powder keg moment in kayak fishing. And yeah. it, it kind of, it kind of, you know, blew the roof on a lot of things for kayak fishing. So I'm not going to say, I wish I had done it differently. But what I'm going to say is we're going to do it a little bit differently in KSS, meaning we're not going to get to a hundred thousand dollar payout where first is a hundred and second's like eight. Yes. We're going to get to a hundred thousand where if we get to a hundred thousand for first seconds, 25, 30, you know, something more respectable uh, instead of having that giant gap like we did when we did it with the national championship, because one of the ways to avoid that is to avoid big guarantees uh, but I had to do big guarantees early on to get people interested and to get people committed and to create that frenzy. Uh, and I think we've had the, we've got a track record now that proves we can do these things without necessarily having to have the guarantees. And to be honest with you, yeah. the guarantees kind of, kind of can shoot you in the foot with the world of COVID and all the stuff that's yeah. going on right now. So when COVID first happened, I made a big declaration and said, Hey guys, we're going to remove the guarantee from the national championship. We're also going to push back the refund deadline. And so we gave, you know, seven months of, of opportunity yep. for people to change their minds. So if they still went and fished it, they understood. Uh, but nobody could have foreseen what the hell was happening with, um, <laughs> with uh, the old COVID thing. Uh, but I think that also, you know, created a bit of a, a better understanding of, we got to be careful about some of these things, you know, moving forward. So I just want to do more realistic things that are that are going to be you know more uh attainable systematically to get to that point but i think we could have a we could easily have a hundred thousand dollar payout in kayak fishing saltwater fishing <coughs> in three years you know yeah it took us it took us three years to get there in freshwater i think we can get there in three years in saltwater maybe quicker and then um who knows man it could go gangbusters and be even bigger than that you know <laughs> Definitely. I can see it happening.
Oh, shit. I hope so. I hope so. Hey, one thing here. I mean, none of us Everybody, are going to get yeah. that. Well, you might. Get, you might. You might get those. I was going to say none of us going to get that money. Drew's going to be over there trying to figure out how to untangle his um, popping cork. But uh, <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Popping corks catch redfish. Oh, no, see. They catch redfish. Yeah, they do. Popping corks catch redfish. Hey, I got a little something special here. I'm going to share with them, uh, some of the viewers. Um, uh, my rod sponsor, Waterman Rods, they're a local company here where I live, Victoria. Um, I got a little. Little bit of something, something got a hat, got a buff, got a custom corky soft on XL in my one of my favorite colors. There, um, first person that can comment the slot limit for the KSS series starting off Tuesday, uh, we'll get this the DM uh, your address once I tell you it is. So, first permit person to comment the slot limit for the fish submitted for the KSS series starting Tuesday. It's going to get that little grab bag of goodies right there. Um, anything else, got it? Yeah, you know, everybody watching. Oh, David Moore set uh sixteen to twenty-seven. <laughs> so what if we? What if yep. I sweeten the pot a little bit? Uh oh, he's so getting close I, to the camera. Here we go. So what Guys, if we get ready? What if we juice up this December challenge <laughs> that's kicking off the KSS for real? This is the first official KSS event, right? And if you guys have gone to buy your your uh, membership there's a free there's an ambassador and there's a premium ambassadors yep. all your challenges free is you just get to access to your member discounts and you get access to the members only page and then the premium is the competitor discount mm -hmm. or the competitor mac package where you're competing for angle of the year but if you if you're familiar with kbf we did a lifetime membership for about uh four years um and we when we redid the memberships, we didn't put the lifetime membership up because lifetime memberships can kill a small organization, you know, like KBF, because every year when you get your membership ready right off the top, you've got to fulfill all of the lifetime memberships. So we, we're going to be very careful about what we do with the KSS lifetime membership. We will be offering it here um, pretty soon. We're going to put it up for, a finite period of time or a finite number of members, meaning we'll, you know, 30 days or 25 members, 30 days or 20 members or something like that. But here's what I'm going to throw out there. Um, Dustin, I'm going to challenge you to spread the word on this. Drew, I'm going to challenge you to spread the word on this. And then I'm going to challenge you guys to challenge the other saltwater influencers out there to help spread the word as well. Rather than put it on the, person that wins the December challenge. I'm going to draw from everybody that enters a five fish limit in this December challenge that's coming up on Fishing Chaos. So the first official ever KSS event, I'm going to draw a lifetime membership, which will be a thousand dollar value. We're going to bump that price up on both sides to a thousand dollars. It'll be a thousand dollar value from everyone that successfully enters a five fish limit in this December challenge that's coming up. That's on Boom. top of entry fees. That's on top of everything else. And that will be uh, one of the first two lifetime memberships ever given away because there is one for up for grabs in the um, Livingston Lures event. Yes. So if you jump in on that Livingston Lures event, which, by the way, is freaking free. Yep. For a KSS member, <laughs> jump on. You, you jump in on the December challenge, you've got two shots. Yep. at taking home a lifetime membership the one on the 
Livingston Lure side is going to be more, you know, winning it top level skill based kind of a thing. But this one is everybody that enters a five fish limit uh, is going to be drawn. One of the cool things about fishing chaos is you can select parameters. And at the end of an event, you can press a randomizer button and it'll generate a winner for you based on the parameters you set for it. We used to have to export that, import it into another uh, software called, you know, randomizer software, do a draw of a number, take that number, go find that number on the leaderboard. Nothing wrong with that, but Fishing Chaos makes it super easy. So what I'm going to do is everybody that enters a five fish limit, we're going to draw the first lifetime membership uh, from that for KSS. Sunday, December 27th, you're going to have a lot of rat reds getting pictures taken of us. 16, 17, <laughs> hey, hey, get those five hey, fish in. Get those five fish, Sunday, even if you December ain't going to win. Throw them rats up there right out the gate, you know? Yes, yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> we got, we're seeing a lot of trash talk from Mississippi on this uh, comments tonight. <laughs> well, I, I got a question real quick where you were talking about that. So can you only – submit five fish like no. five fish and that's it you can submit them throughout the whole month yeah. it auto like you you can you can you can call them out of your you can virtually call your fish out is that correct yeah the system will do it for you yes okay if you've got a if you've got a 18 and you put in a 19 your 18 will get called out okay all right and you can, I can keep, catch plenty of 17 you, you can fish. keep upgrading until your best five fish are in there yes yeah, it's a cpr it's it's really doesn't affect thing the, the different states have different slots also but since it's a catch photo release uh that smaller fish limit doesn't really attain to your state slot so it works out mm-hmm. you know Dustin, i'm glad you mentioned that because i've actually had a couple of people reach out to me not leadership of clubs but guys that are part of clubs and they said man we would really love to make our club event part of what kss is doing but our club event is a live weigh-in yeah so i'm gonna have amanda amend the rules for the KSS rules. We're actually going to allow tournaments that do live weigh-ins. We're going to allow anglers to use those same fish in our catch photo release tournaments. And here's why I'm doing it. I don't want to make it to where we try to change the culture. I don't believe in not eating a fish, especially a redfish. Redfish mm-hmm. and crappy uh, cobia pretty much get, you know, their fair share of table fare oh, in yeah. my life. But in most places, you can only keep two. Right. Yes. So even though you're keeping two, you're still having to release three to do what we do. And so we're going to amend the rules where in KBF, you mm-hmm. cannot retain a fish like you can't. Yeah. It's catch photo release. You have to release it. Yeah. Uh, we're going to allow anglers that are competing in catch photo retain tournaments to catch photo retain and utilize that same fish for catch photo release for the KSS series in hopes that we promote catch photo release, but not that we mandate it in places where there's long-standing tournaments that do a lot for, you know, hunters for the hungry, they create a really awesome community event yeah. with those live weigh-ins. Uh, and I'm not trying to come in and, you know, be such a stickler that we eliminate the ability to work with organizations or make it to where anglers who catch fish during those tournaments can't also use them for KSS uh, virtual events. Yeah. Sounds good. Show them up. Carol had a, Carol, Carol Wills had a question uh, about upgrading her membership. Is that possible? Yes. Yep. Yep. Be able to do I that. don't know if it's possible today, but I know <laughs> that Fishing Chaos, uh, John Caligas, 
yeah. Jesse, Jesse. Uh, Thomas, the team over there have been working with Amanda to where it's a real simple process. You go in, uh, you enter the new membership and it, if there's a difference in price, it just charges you the difference. If you go from free to ambassador or free to premium, it just upgrades your membership. So um, stay tuned Sweet. for an announcement on that, on the KSS page. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's that. Yeah. Then, so there's another question about the, the only fishing chaos or would tourney still be used as far as KSS goes. As far um, as KSS goes for now, we're only using fishing chaos because we're only doing a limited series. Uh, but if I can get kite um, saltwater series to grow, to the point where we have the ability to create events for Tourney X. I'll absolutely uh, host events on Tourney X. We're going to keep hosting, um, you know, some of our bass tournaments over there. And I'm going to try to make up even more events to host on Tourney X. I, um, I asked Dwayne uh, from Tourney X if he could make the one night stand to where it, instead of it being one weekend out of the month, it's a month long event, but you get to pick one night to fish. And so he said, you know, that he'll work on it, that he should be able to pull that off. And once we are, once we're able to do that, then I want to do more one night stands on uh, Tourney X, because I think a lot of times people don't do the one night stands because they can't fish that particular weekend. Yes. And so if they could fish one night that month, they would love it. Then what we may be able to do is take that one night stand. And instead of it just being regional, we could do a state one night stand Right. And that state one night stand would be by state. And I also think that more people would then compete because part of the reason people don't compete is they got to compete with people in states they don't think they could compete with. So if we can grow that, yep. um, I even think that there's a son's, you know, state one night stand. I think there's a son's championship opportunity down the road. We take all the people from the one night stand and then we have a national championship one night stand on like a particular body of water somewhere yep. in the country, but it's the same concept. You come into town, it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday event, but you only get to fish one night. Yeah. You know, that's awesome there. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Be fun. Well, There's so many bad. different options with the a lot of our tournaments. Oh yeah. It definitely. is so fun. Yeah. You can do it. However you as creative as you want to be. Um, and, and the good thing is you're able to listen to the anglers and and do how the anglers want to do it. Oh, oh, Poco, Poco, man, that's my boy right there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's the way to go. I, yeah, KSS live. <laughs> oh man, yeah, we're uh, Poco. I'm I'm teaming up with him coming up in the uh, next weekend, hopefully. Fish I'm gonna get in here for that. If you're paying. <laughs> You got get your membership. Go see somebody. Go see a doctor. I'm 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 gonna get back out after I go see. Somebody. I don't know you. Go see somebody. Poco's a good dude. Now come on. Po Poco was a uh, he was a boat guide for the longest time, and he just kind of branched out in the kayak fishing. Uh, this past year had some podiums this year, and uh, I had him on the podcast. Uh, you know, a couple months back. Uh, good. Dude. What um, <laughs> what emoji is that that he has next to that? Oh, it's the one with the big teeth. The, oh, okay. Gotcha. The big grin. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was the, I was just making sure it wasn't the one that was doing like the kissy face, you know, like the, <laughs> the, like the lips off to the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Hey. 
Greg just yeah. popped in with a yeah. redfish one night stand. I'm down with that. Hmm. There's a bunch of canals with lights that hold some fish around here. Some docks. That's a good, yep. good, good deal right there, Greg. Redfish and trout, man. You'll have everybody mad at people yep. fishing their green lights. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, bro. I literally, I can't tell you how many guided trips I saved. I used to guide out of. Uh, uh, in Corpus Christi, I would got out of the the pier right across from Snoopy's, and uh, it was called Clem's Marina. Yep. And when we would do these, uh, when I would do these guaranteed trips, it's how I paid for college while I was on active duty. That and waiting tables at a place called Wings and More. Um, but I, uh, if I didn't get the clients a limit, I'd pass the Clem's Marina and come down that next channel and run up into them canal houses back there behind Snoopy's. Yes, sir. 30, throwing the lights minutes, 30, oh yeah 45 minutes and them green lights you catch a you catch a limit and then you'll be back yep. at the dock little done. small shrimp imitation lure tick tick catch all and you then, then it got to where um i could do guided trips where i literally would meet people at dark at the ramp and we'd just go fish those canals all night and uh i yep. saw some interesting stuff through the windows of houses trolling around uh, in those imagine. canals at night I, I bet you did. <laughs> yeah, man. But they're fun. Like, that goes back to that membership that he was just talking about on <laughs> paying paying for those memberships. <laughs> oh, those, man. those are the people that have them canal houses. They can afford those memberships. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, we're kayakers. Can. We're too broke for memberships for stuff like that. We got to pay for our obsession with the with the online tournaments now. I gotta yeah, set aside. Gotta set aside some money. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad to see the buzz on this, Chad. I really am. I'm. I'm stoked for this and and ready to move on with this season. And that that ten, man, that's like a golden egg at the end of the. <laughs> uh, that's gonna be legit. Yeah. Sure. So one of the things that we should remind everybody is the way we're gonna do the redfish thing is, it's never gonna stop. So we're gonna do the challenges in December. They're going to qualify you all the way back around until um, August or September of next year. We'll have that nailed down next week. The championship will be in either September or October, then the 10 will be in November. So then the during the month of November, when everybody else is fishing the 10, there'll be an online challenge going on for everybody else to go ahead and start fishing for the next year. Yeah. So we're never going to stop. There's going to be a monthly challenge every month. The one in um, October for the folks that aren't in the national championship goes towards the following year. And then in November for the folks that aren't in the 10. So October back around to September is going to be the way we, yep. we run Open it. up. So Charles Mason messages, Mason uh, just asked a question about this is going to be online on the website, or are you able to do an app like the CCA star? Yes, this will be a online event on the app. It is a fishing chaos. Um, so yeah, go check that out there. Fishing chaos. On all yep. the uh, type in fishingchaos.com. Yep. Here pretty soon we'll have a landing page, fishingchaos.com forward slash KSS. Take you right to it. Yep. And with that, yep. you know, hey, we man, what are we going on right now? An hour and a half. <laughs> well, I think we'll hour, about, hour 32 minutes. I think yeah, we'll time, time flies. Subscriptions to stuff like 
Poco put out that we are yeah. starting to taper. Don't act like you don't know what the website is. We all know what the website is. I don't know what the website is. I just don't understand. <laughs> for it. I'm gonna agree with Dan. I just don't get it. Yeah, I don't see a PG-13 rating on there anywhere. I don't know. <laughs> oh man, yeah. With that, oh, man. man, let's uh go wrap up for the evening, man. Chad, um, you know, Drew. Hey, thanks for coming on, dude. My man from the Powders Playbook right there. Uh, got support some, from some great uh, Texas companies also, ACK, Real Sportswear. Uh, Drew, uh, it was a blast having you all, man. Get to interact with you in, in person now over the internet land here. And, uh, man, we're going to have to do some more of these collabs uh, sooner sooner than, than Absolutely, later. Absolutely, <laughs> man. Absolutely. We're, we, we'd love to have you on. I, absolutely, I actually have an idea for a lot for us. I want to do a roundtable. I want to do, yeah. you know, us – paddling fin we can get the kayak bass and beers we can we can get you know five or six different guys on here and really support the uh the 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 podcast because like chad was saying earlier i think uh, i want to i say i think because i don't know but i think a lot of guys that listen to podcasts listen because they want to learn and they want to feel like they're a part of the group and i believe we all do a good job of trying to teach our listeners and teach the community and, and gather together resources by having on people like Chad, by having on people in the industry that are able to make everybody better fishermen. And I know at on our podcast, our whole goal is to make your time on the water more enjoyable, more comfortable, more entertaining. And I know over at Paddle and Finn, you guys do the same thing with all of your podcasts. And I, I, I think it's great that we can all get together, talk like this, and oh, yeah. really try to help people become better fishermen and enjoy their time on the water because that, that's what it's all about. So yes, I got sir. an idea, Drew. Do you mind if I kind of just float it out there here live? <laughs> Go on. ahead. Go Come ahead. On. We've already had all kinds of other stuff floated out. <laughs> so I told you guys when I did your podcast, which that, that releases this Monday, that I was launching a podcast, right? I planned on doing it pre-COVID. Uh, then I was going to try to do it when I broke my hand. And then now the timing is going to be such that I'm probably going to launch it January, February. Uh, it's going to be called the Not Right Podcast. It's where I just get to be me. I get to be unfiltered. I get to do my thing. And I get to talk about all things fishing, not just kayak fishing, not just tournaments, you know, but but everything. So why don't we create a group of folks that have a kayak-based podcast, even if it's not 100%, but a kayak-based podcast Let's group it together and everybody promote each other. And we call it the cast net. So it's the network of cat podcasts tied together. You see how that, that play yes, sir. right there? I see how you did that. I, I see, see that. that. I think that's pretty and then cool what we'll right do there. Is each one of us will promote everybody else's podcast. <laughs> see? see? Hey, DP came on and gave us like up. It. He's like that little emoji, like ding. <laughs> but that's how it and is. We, we all promote do, each other, man. What we can do is we can all get that spiderweb elbow tattoo, but we'll get a cast net. Get a instead. cast net around and then there. We can be like, don't forget to hit up the cast Ooh, net. Yeah. Instead go. of that, that spiderweb tattoo, you get a cast yeah. net. Like, <laughs> instead of being a cast net, you have the string coming up. You know, anyway. I don't. I don't have room. I have to get it on the knee or something. You get you get a rope around for every year that you're a part of it. One oh, rope you around there. Your hash, your hash broke. Yeah, Got to get it at the national championship. Everybody gets a rope. Oh, yeah. Well, good deal, man. Chad, uh, we appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to come on here uh, with us tonight. Thank you uh, for having uh, me. I'm glad we got to share all this info. We're looking forward to kicking off the, 
KSS uh, Challenge Series season starting Tuesday, December the 1st. Uh, DP, thanks for running the background, the questions. Tuners, everybody listening or watching or listening or whatever you're doing, all the all your questions, <laughs> everything y'all share. We thank everybody for uh, for jumping on here. I got hey, one quick announcement. Did David? Yeah, David. David Moore said, yes, you did. Just uh, right. uh, direct message me your address or I'll see you on the water, hopefully. Um, but one quick announcement here, Chasing the Tide, uh, saltwater segment here with, with along with Pallet Finn. We're hosting a February kayak speckled trout showdown. It'll be a 10 fish aggregate. Um, it'll be running on the Fishing Chaos app, and it is live right now. You go to Fishing Chaos, you look it up, it is on there. Um, speckled trout online challenge, no slot limits, uh, kayak only. Motors can be used, um, and you have to weigh your fish. Yeah, it's going to be, a, 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 you know, February 1st through the 28th. So I wanted to throw that out there real quick, too. All right. <laughs> let, me just, let me piggyback on that one and do what we do. And let's throw a $100 bonus out there, the highest place in KSS member in that event. Ooh, there you go. Hey, thank you, Chad. We'll Man, there's going to be some weight. There's going to be some weight thrown around February trout around Texas, man. There's There should be some big some big weights in there. I see you pointing at yourself. I'm are fishing you, out with you. I was going to say, are you fishing your own tournament? Yeah, I'm, I'm leading. David's running one right now. I'm in the lead unless some other kids come up ahead of me. Uh, <laughs> and the weather's like crap this weekend, so we'll see. I was hoping to upgrade a couple fish this weekend, but the weather looks like crap. <laughs> Dustin puts them up, man. He's got them five pounders over there. I might have to I get me a bag of Cinco's and head down to uh, Bath and Bay. <laughs> oh yeah, yep. Oh oh, don't let out too many secrets, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna go catch flounder. That's all I'm gonna do. I'm gonna catch flounder to go eat. Y'all can have those trout. Hey, listen. I'm just. I know you don't want me to say it because I kind of tiptoed around it right there. But if you ain't throwing a Cinco or a trick yeah. worm. For, yep. for trophy speckled trout, you are wrong. Yep. Especially when, you got con especially when you got connections for somebody to do your saltwater colors in them. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I mean, if you think yeah. about the way a corky goes down if, slow. If you put a green pumpkin bag of Cinco's in a Ziploc bag and throw a half a thing of jello, red jello food coloring in there and shake it up, mm -hmm. just... Think about what it looks like. Just do that. Just do yeah. that. Blood worm. <laughs> Just do that. That's all I got to say. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Cool. Cool. Well, fellas, thanks note. for having me. I'm <laughs> yes, sir. Off here and uh, go watch a Netflix documentary about something to do with the Holocaust. We've got one more to go. There you go. Go finish right. up the show. Yeah. Thanks for taking the time out tonight, Chad. And uh, right, we'll, talk, we'll talk to you soon, brother. I appreciate you, it, man. Love Later, you, man. Love Thank you, brother. You. Yes, sir. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water. 
and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures located in northern Illinois for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers. Protect your investment. Catch Products. Shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle in Fin logo directly on your catch board. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20 and save 20% on all your jig and tackle needs.